In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. Girlfriend, here is your show. Girlfriended, your chance to connect with other women, especially the woman that is most overlooked, yourself. Girlfriended is all about helping you become self-aware, not self-involved. The aim is to provide information that relates to life, which leads to real connections and results in a desire to connect or care for those in need. The Girlfriended principle was born out of loss. Patty's mother was murdered, and Lisa lost her mother to cancer. This forged a bond between them that nothing could shake. And now the women want to help you in more ways than you can count every day. From the website, GirlfriendIt.com, and the movement, GirlfriendIt, here are Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan on Toginet.com. Okay, what have you been carrying in 2012 that will prevent you from running free in 2013? Okay, so I guess on today's show, we're going to be sharing four specific tips on how to run free. Absolutely. We are going to be running free in 2013. But before we get too far into our show, you are listening to Girlfriend at Radio with Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan, where we rally you to do the remarkable. And we'll have more information about today's show and other tips and tricks on our website at girlfriendit.com. And don't forget, you can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter. But okay. I'm going to go back to our original question for today because we love to have a question of the day every time. And what have you been carrying in 2012 that would prevent you from running free in 2013? You know what? That is a We have to pause there because we pause when we ask each other that question because it really is a significant question because it identifies it's hard to sit down and go, what have I been carrying? And we're not talking about physical weight. We're talking about emotional things such as Well, it could be physical weight. Might be holding well, that is mine too. I have that and the emotional stuff. So really, what is that's true? What are you carrying that that you don't even realize is weighing mm-hmm. you down? And when you start looking at them, going, "Wow, I didn't know that I I have this," you know, that I'm carrying around with me. And this is a real significance because we this time of the year is always kind of a time for reflection because you're ending one year and you're about ready, anticipating a new year. And so you're kind of going, "Okay, so what about this year? Do I want to kind of leave behind so that I can truly run into a new year?" Like free, ready mm-hmm. to go, mm-hmm. ready to take the mountain. Well, and we all want to matter so much. I mean, in so many times when we're meeting with women, they just want to do something significant. And we really want our life to count here on, on, on earth. So if we really want that, we really want to matter, you have to reflect. And you have to go, what do I need to get rid of? Okay, so I'm going to go. Since we, we when we ask people a question, we feel like we need to do it. We can't ask people to do something we're not willing to do. So I'm going to go ahead and ask you. Uh, what are you carrying? <laughs> Mrs. Wyatt? <laughs> I, I don't want to share it. <laughs> okay, I'm going to be honest. I don't either. <laughs> so how vulnerable do you want to be right now with our listening audience? I know, and that's the thing. Why do we, why do we fear being vulnerable? I mean, well, what? because it's too vulnerable. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and, you know, I'll, I'll tell you if you tell me. Well, I already know yours and you already know mine. And this is a, but this is a great exercise. We know each other's deepest, darkest secrets and we still like each other, which is, I mean, we're kind of blackmail on each other. So I love that, you know, we kind of have that commitment yes. there. Yes. But you, you do, you don't want to share the, you know, the failures. Well, I would share it with you, but you don't want to do it on, um, you know, national radio to talk about your regrets, <laughs> your emotional pain. I'll talk about yours though. <laughs> 
Since I know. Because many times it's just unmet expectations. It's realizing your limitations that you, you really put on yourself. It might be because of health or your age or your status, but you can be anything you want to be. And it's funny because my son and I just had this conversation this morning that so many times, you know, like when you're in, in high school, you're, you're stuck in this place because you really haven't done anything yet. Mm-hmm. But then you, you move on to college and it's like, okay, I have, I have a choice here. The world is mine. And we have a tendency to go, oh, yeah, you're in college and, the, and those are the formative years. Those, that's the time when you can make those decisions. And then we feel like as we get older we've lost that opportunity mm-hmm. and you really have to ask yourself why because that being being honest and real and vulnerable that is my where what I'm carrying with me as I feel like my best days are behind me and I I have that urgency as you know I'm doing my count countdown before I reach a certain age which we won't say <laughs> but you're like having to listen to it daily well, of my I, countdown. Just wanted, I just want to say that we will be celebrating when you reach this age <laughs> Because the, the the countdown will be over finally. <laughs> yes, yes, and because I I do I want to make these every you know moment needs to be a moment of memory. I want to be so intentional, and when you, when you do that, um, it's it's great. You know, and one of the things that you and I have talked about is like even an attorney, like they every single minute is being billed somewhere, and if mm-hmm. we started looking at that and go okay. I wake up in the morning, I'm giving it to the Lord before my feet even hit the ground. You know, that saying where the enemy is, is running, they should be, he should Mm -hmm. be frightened and we should make every single moment count. So in doing that, we have to figure out what we are, what, you know, what's our cargo, what's our baggage, what do we need to, to get rid of? Because first of all, we always need to seek him first. Like it says in Matthew 6 33. And if we are seeking him first, then the mountain is ours. Absolutely. Well, okay. So we said earlier that we're going to share four tips today to help you truly run free to kind of get, identify some of the baggage, some of the stuff that you've been carrying that we need to delete to make a choice to delete so we can run free. So let's go into tip number one of our four tips. And we're going to actually post these on our website. So people, cause I know sometimes it's hard when you hear them, you want to write it down. But tip number one is truly to focus on the big picture. And what we mean by that is where do you want to go? And it, you know, there's that old saying, mm-hmm. if you aim at nothing, you'll hit it every time. And so many times we don't even know what our, our overall objective is, where we want to go. We're just surviving each day and each moment. So we're in that survival mode instead of really being intentional, looking at this is where I want to go. So what's it going to take to get me from point A to point B? Because we don't know what point B is. Right. And you have to come up and breathe. And that's what this time right now. And give yourself time to look at the end result. Um, it's funny when I say come up to breathe because focusing on the big picture, I can't help but compare it to, you know, we're talking about running free, running the race. Um, when I did uh, one of my triathlons, the sprint triathlons that I was in, um, they give you a different swim cap for what heat you're in. And many times it it's, has to do with your age group. And, yes. <laughs> um, and because you're in a, a certain heat, you have, you know, an ankle, a chip bracelet, and you, um, when they give you this color swim cap, you have to get in with a certain heat and that's when they start your, your chip, your time chip. And so I, you know, put my swim cap on and I I'm getting it and it's, 
um, open water. So it's not in a swimming pool. And I'm just, I'm not, I'm, I'm just focusing on right then, right there. I'm not looking at the big picture. All I, all I want to do is breathe to get through the swimming. Cause that's the point where, you know, people are kicking you in the gut and they're, you're gulping down water and all you want to do is survive. And it was kind of cold, nasty water. Oh, if I remember. Yeah, yeah, it is. I think they had a bacteria <laughs> issue at that point, but so I get in the water and I have to swim all the way out to the buoys where it's, you know, that's the, the beginning part of these big, huge green buoys that are flo- floating and there's, you know, hundreds of people. And so I swim out there and I put my swim goggles on and as I come up to breathe, I look around and I realize that everybody is in um, like a purple color swim cap and mine's like neon pink, neon pink, like the brightest <laughs> fluorescent pink you could ever imagine. So when I came up and I saw I'm in the wrong heat. And I, I, you know, it's like a billboard in the middle of the, of the water there. Yeah. So you're kind of humiliated that, hello, were you not paying attention One to your One of us is heat? not like the others. <laughs> so I remember these two, you know, we're all treading water and you know, you're just waiting for the gun to go off. And I, I looked at one of the girls and I said, oh. I, I said, what, what heat are you guys, you know, and obviously I'm, I'm in the wrong heat. I have the wrong swim cap on and they're looking at me they go, no, you don't. And then I'm looking around and I go, well, you guys are all wearing purple swim caps. And she goes, no, we're not. And then I realized it was my swim goggles had a color on them. So everything, all the neon pinks looked like they were a little bit darker purple. And so it was just one of those things that uh, I will never forget it. Like that fear that comes inside of you. And just when you think you really don't care what other people think you do. Yeah. It, it's like, okay, neon sign. I'm a loser. I'm not paying attention. And, and now it's almost like I was trying to like beat the race because I was in a heat ahead of my, of my time. So you definitely focus on the big picture, make sure well, that and, and you brought up a point here because you had uh, like tented lenses. So it's like, what lens, what perspective are you looking at life? How are you seeing life, you know, through, through your lens to see the big picture? Absolutely. And, and so when you, when you come up to breathe, make sure, yeah, that you don't have a, a tented lens and you're truly able to be objective. Um, yes. Yeah. Be objective. Well, and another thing on helping you see the big picture are deadlines. And I know for you and me, deadlines make us thrive. We need somebody to give a deadline to say you absolutely need it by this time. Cause otherwise we like to take the scenic route sometimes and oh, yeah. everything's an option. Everything's an opportunity and we don't want to miss anything. And, and we love that saying, if it wasn't for the last minute, nothing would ever get done. And there's so much truth to oh, yeah. that. That's thing. why students cram. That's why you pay bills right when they're due. Um, you, you, you have to almost give yourself deadlines like ahead of the deadline. So you can really you have to get ready for the deadline you have to get ready for the deadlines. That's how you and I, it's like <laughs> when people give us deadlines, we're like, yes, thank you. Because otherwise it, we will wait till the very last minute to get that. But you know what? It's so funny about that because generally our best creativity is in the last moment. And we're like, why didn't we yes. do this? You know, two weeks ago, but if, if somebody gives me two weeks or gives me two hours, it almost doesn't matter. Because it's like, I'll do better in those two hours than I will having that whole two weeks. And it's just, I I don't know what, it's like the adrenaline rush or something that makes the creativity come out. Then when I have a lot of time, yes, it's harder to be creative. Right. But at least you can, um, prime the pump if you just can put your thoughts down or ideas down. So if you're looking at the big picture and you're going, okay, I want to take that mountain and then you just start doing little small things leading up to it then you 
obviously are going to get a little bit more accomplished. Otherwise you get depressed Mm -hmm. and you get into that anxiety and you start spiraling. Absolutely. Okay. So as we go into a break, we want you to join us in this race to run free and to 2013. And we really want to finish 2012 strong by really getting a plan into place. And so we said earlier, we're going to give four tips. We just gave tip number one which is focusing on the big picture. And when we come back from our break, we're going to go into tip number two. And we actually have four tips this time. Because sometimes we'll say we have five tips and we'll have six or whatever. But we have said four and we literally have four, which we will post you on want our us website. To be proud of you for like... Yeah, because we really are actually sticking doing to... doing what you're yeah, saying you're Yeah, do. which is kind of unusual. But anyway. Okay, so we're going to be right back. We're going to take a break and we're talking about your plan and we're going to have tip number two. This is Girlfriend on Togginap. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on GirlfriendIt.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend It. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriend It Radio right after these. Everyday Autism Miracles with Shannon Penrod. Friday afternoons at 2, 1 central on Togginap.com. Life after an autism spectrum diagnosis doesn't have to be difficult. It can be joyful, happy, and filled with hope. Join Shannon Penrod, author, speaker, coach, and mom of a six-year-old recovering from autism for this inspirational hour of hope. She's even authored a series of children's autism books with her son, Jim. For more information about the books, Shannon, and Everyday Autism Miracles, go to her website, shannonpenrod.com. From there, you can also get to her other websites, blogs, and connections. On Everyday Autism Miracles, you'll hear stories from parents whose children have made miraculous strides. You'll also get the inside dish on therapies, treatments, supplements, and how to get funding to help you afford them. Miracles abound in the autism community. So tune in for Everyday Autism Miracles to listen, share, laugh, and surround yourself with hope. Everyday Autism Miracles with Shannon Penrod. Friday afternoons at 2, 1 central on Tokenet.com. We often ask, is that all there is? Why is this happening to me? Why am I always broke? How am I going to survive this mess? Then join Dr. Geraldine Tegeloff for Nature Spirits Speak. 7 p.m. Tuesday evenings on Toginet.com. Geraldine is a metaphysician, nature intuitive, and prosperity coach who shares with you how she went from totally broke to living what she would call her perfectly prosperous life. Through the combination of a wealth of metaphysical knowledge and her amazing ability as an intuitive, Geraldine brings to you the secrets of her magical journey of healing emotionally, spiritually, and financially. As with the ancient seers and master teachers, Geraldine has a unique gift of being able to connect to the simple yet profound messages brought to us by Mother Nature and happily shares these through today's note to self on her webpage, naturespiritspeak.com. If you need help with your journey, why not connect with Geraldine during her show, Nature Spirit Speak, Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio. A chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. 
welcome back to Girlfriend It Radio with Patty and Lisa. And we started out our show declaring that we are going to give you four significant tips for running free into 2013. Our first tip was stay focused on the big picture. And now for that significant tip number two, just say no. You know, we, we've heard that. I, I forget. It was a few years ago. That was a big hot thing is just say no. I think it was drugs, right? <laughs> Did you say no? <laughs> and I said no. <laughs> yes, I said no. But then the pendulum swung again, and it was like, okay, you don't always have to say no. You need to figure out a, w- a way to say yes, but really evaluate what what drains you and be able to prioritize when to say yes and when to say no. And I, I always laugh when people go, just say no. But then you're you're having to evaluate, well, how do I know when to say no and when to say yes? So it, it sounds really easy just to just say no, but my, my heartbeat literally, when I hear things, I, I, it starts racing going, I want to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. I, I, I love that cause. I want to, I want to give to that cause. I want to be involved in that cause. So you really have to go, how do I know how to say no? Well, and it really is about prioritizing, which we're going to get into a little bit later, but, um, it is really hard because you feel guilty. Mm-hmm. Saying no evokes a lot of guilt because um, you want to say yes to everything because we love, love, love people and you love, there's so many great causes out there, but you really have to streamline. And it really goes back to one of our passion things and kind of our, our sayings this year is knowing your why. You know, why do you do certain things? And so when you know your why, then somebody asks you something, you can go, you can filter it and go, does that fit with kind of my objective and, and why I'm doing certain things? Which goes back to our tip number one, seeing the big picture. So if I know where I'm going, I know the big picture, then when, when things come my way, it's easy to filter through and go, does this fit the big picture? Is this going to help me get from point A to point B? And then that helps you say yes and it helps you say no. Right. Well, like for an athlete, when you are running the race, they're continuously prioritizing, is this going to help me get across the finish line um, with the path of the least resistance? So it's the same thing. It's like, okay, if you have a big picture in mind, you're not just going to say yes to every single cause that comes your way unless it meets the criteria of that cause that you really are for. So if you have laser focus and you know this is the mountain that I want to take, yeah. it'll stop you from going down all these other forks in the road and all these other paths. And some of them are going to be hard because like you and I, we can justify a lot and Absolutely. make it fit in that path. But then sometimes you need someone outside that can breathe into you and really start asking you questions, you know, seriously, is that really going to help you get across the finish line? Well, and that's why it's important to surround yourself with some people. Cause we have a couple of girlfriends that we really trust that we go to and go, okay, speak into us. Here's an idea we have good idea, bad idea now, later or never. And that's kind of how we kind of approach it. And I have a few women just can really speak that wisdom that they really know us. They know our heart, they know what we're about and we trust their judgment. So it is letting people in that you trust that has the discernment that has your best interest to go speak into. And, and we, I mean, we do that for each other, but sometimes even for what our, you know, our vision is, is, is knowing what, because like you said, we can, we want to do everything. Yeah. So you can justify, well, here are a few tips within our tips. Um, the first one in, in saying no is try to say no as graciously as you can and, and don't feel guilty about it because you, like we said, you do have a tendency where we can say yes to everything, but it's how you say it. We, we always say, 
you can pretty much say anything. It's all in your approach. And in because, your tone. Yes. Because sometimes, um, I know I have felt that way where I've asked someone, hey, can you do X, Y, or Z? And they just come back with no. And you go, well, what? Would you like you, to explain that a little bit more? What's that all about? <laughs> yeah. Well, and why. you don't take no easy. You know, it's like when somebody tells us no, because even when we were first starting and we would, when you're trying to rally and recruit people to, you know, join the vision and catch, and you'd ask people. And, and I remember when people would tell us no, and we, and no was just to us was, okay, I need to come up with an, a better way, a more effective way to ask the question, yes. to rephrase it. So I get a yes. Yes. And we would, we would do that and we would get yeses a lot. And finally we would tell people, okay, if your no is really a no serious, you have to like grab our face and shake our head and go, no. And then even then that was iffy if we would accept it. Well, it's funny though, because if you just repackage it for them to say, yes, you're not going to get the full, they're not ready to take the mountain with you. But we just thought, okay, who would say no? Why wouldn't you want to take this mountain? Why would this not make your heart race? I mean, this is a miracle team we have here. Yes. <laughs> Be a part of this miracle team. We're going to like do grandiose things. And, and so it, it is, it is funny how we, we do come. I say we, even though you claimed that it was only I, I think you're a little part of that picture. <laughs> All just, right. Where are we? You know. <laughs> um, but carefully consider why you've decided to say no and approach that person in such a way, it's okay. There are some times when you can say no and, and maybe you're, you're doing something better that mm-hmm. you don't want to rub it in their face and you don't want to be deceitful about it. So you just go, no, I, I can't do that. But sometimes it does help if you give, you know, the approach is better and you do give an answer that explains why you're saying no to this. Well, and you know what, I, when, cause sometimes we, we go through the seasons of life and things change. So what, what might not fit in the big picture right now, maybe in six months we'll be at a different place. So you constantly have to like evaluate where you are and what is what is significant to you right now because things do change. Priorities do change in the picture because circumstances change, relationships change, and then it does affect what we say yes and no to at this season. And and sometimes no is it's just no for right now. It's not no indefinitely. Yeah. It's like, okay, let me put that on hold because and maybe in three months I'll be ready to say yes to that because I need to to kind of clean out and do something. So it is becoming aware too. Uh, and it goes back to the big picture, which was mm-hmm. tip number one, um, knowing that big picture and then, and then being able to say no. And, and, you know, it is so funny because when you hear people, um, I, you, I, I admire people that can say no, I don't like to hear no, but I admire that they can say it, that they know they're so focused on what they believe in or where they're going, that they know what to say yes to. Well, and, and because of that, like we get, when we ask people, they'll say, uh, well, a couple of things because now we're tips within the tips within the tips, but it's, it's really annoying <laughs> That's to how me. We work. My temperament is someone won't give me an answer. They're procrastinating because they don't want to say no to me. That's annoying too, because I put it out there. Now I want to know, is it yes or no? And, and the other thing, um, that I completely forgot what I was, was going to say. Well, on here's that. one. I, I will interrupt your thing okay. because, <laughs> Good, because a lot my of times just went out the door. I could see that. Um, <laughs> Well, and then sometimes when you say no, it's like, I know in parenting, it's like, give an alternative. No, but like, and it goes with your saying, don't just say no, right. but give an alternative. Like even in parenting, you remember when your kids are little yeah. and they're doing something and you say no. And it's like, you need to. I remember what my thought was, by the way. Oh, hold that thought. <laughs> 
Um, cause I'm in my thought now, um, when you're parenting and it's like, when you're trying to, you're telling your kid, no, it's like, okay, say no to this, but say yes to this. Or if you're taking something away, mm-hmm. replace it with something, provide an alternative solution. Don't just say no and cut it off. But here's where the yes is in my no. Yes. Well, and, and what my thought was, was that when you know your priorities and when you know your big picture and you know what you need to accomplish, be prayed up. So, because if you're prayed up on mm-hmm. on that, that's when, really good. That's when, a good thought. <laughs> that was my thought, and I don't know how it escaped me. But uh, that was one of our things uh, years ago when we were building um, the ministry. So many people would be like, I, I'm going to pray about that. And then you would talk to them again. They're, they're still praying about it. They're still praying about it. And we would just move on to the next person because it's like, okay, this person's obviously going to pray until Jesus returns <laughs> because that's their easy way of saying, no, not so much. And, but you, you're leaving the person hanging. And we love it. Those are the people that are going to take you over the finish line when they know, when you're asking them, they're so prayed up that they, I'm in. Because mm-hmm. they know this fits what their big picture is Mm -hmm. and this fits their goals as well. So that's another thing. Be so prayed up that you know exactly when to say no. And if, if that's the case, so many times you don't have to spend weeks and months and years, you know, praying about it. And I think, um, one of the things, once again, we talked generically on, on how to do that. If you're writing everything down and I know, I know I'm getting ahead of some of our tips, but if you're writing everything down first, then it keeps it simple. That way you can go, okay, wait, how is this over here going to fit into, because you can see it on paper. And so many t- times we don't, um, we aren't able to, to see it. And that's why you have a tendency to be so busy and you're moving all over the place because you're not seeing it in, in a simple form, just on paper. Well, another aspect of saying no is when you say no, a lot of times, especially in a relationship, um, or with somebody, there's usually ramifications of saying no. Not everybody's going to agree with your no. They're going to come back in and they're going to, or they're going to be hurt or they're going to be wounded by your no. Whether you are having to sever a relationship or whether you're having, um, I mean, a relationship or sever a working relationship or whatever, it's, it's painful. No's can be painful. And as yes. long as you identify that when, sometimes when I'm saying, sometimes a no is, it, it doesn't really matter. It's like, all right, that's no, and I'll move on. But sometimes a no is really significant. It really cuts to the heart. It, e- it evokes strong emotions. It can cause pain. So being aware of how significant your no is and the impact your no is going to have and the ramifications within people, and that's where a lot of conflict comes from, yeah. is when people are not aware of, okay, I just deleted you. I just cut you off. And and I, I've caused some harm and some pain, and I'm unaware of it. And you, I've left you wounded, and I've gone on to say to my yes, yes, without realizing what I've done. So just being aware as people, um, just the consequences, the ramifications when we say no, and um, and like I said, relationships. Well, we're spending a lot of time on the no, so people go, wow, that that's a major. <laughs> just say <laughs> a major no, no there. <laughs> <laughs> but in, in especially. Anymore, though, people will say no through emails, and I do think it's a big thing. We we are passionate because we've seen um, the the uh, remnants of how it has affected people. So when you think of like rejection um, emails of, of saying no, think of it as in three paragraphs. Your first paragraph is. Um, as a greeting, the second one is the rejection and maybe a short explanation why. And then the last paragraph, it's like you said, an alternative thing. And that way you can really, um, 
have people appreciate that. Okay, we're going to take a quick break from our race today. And when we return, it's time for our tip number three. And we're going to have our tips from today's show posted on our website at girlfriendit.com. Don't run away too far. We'll be right back. This is Girlfriended on Togginap. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on Girlfriended.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend it. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriended Radio right after these. Attention parents and teachers. Here is a series of alarming yet true facts about the current state of teaching reading in the United States. The federal government has spent close to half a trillion dollars to improve reading ability, and yet we still have over 8 million students who cannot read on grade level. 440,000 students who have a total reading vocabulary of 50 words or less, and a national dropout rate of one new student every 26 seconds. Sadly, one of these could be yours. Fortunately, it's not too late to help. Introducing The Reading Show with Dr. Joe, a fast-paced, highly informative, easy-to-listen-to show led by nationally recognized reading authority, Dr. Joe Lakovich. For more on Joe on the show, check out his website, failurefreeonline.com. Listen in this week to learn amazingly simple ways to turn this problem around. The Reading Show with Dr. Joe. With your host, Dr. Joe Lakovich. Fridays at 10 a.m. Central on Togginet.com. Information about book publishing is power. The power to change your authoring life. And the power to change the lives of your readers. So join us for Your Guide to Book Publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 Pacific on the Rockstar Radio Network. We'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now. As the book shepherd, Dr. Judith Bryles is in. And each week, she will include publishing professionals that will reveal tips and secrets to the author's journey. If there is a book in you, you want to listen, learn, and yes, call in with your questions each week. For more on Judith and what she can do for you, check out her website, thebookshepherd.com. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Thursday evenings at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. On the Rockstar Radio Network. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio. A chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. Well, we are back and we are running free, or at least we are striving to run free. On the path to freedom, we must make some decisions about our race and how are we going to run it for maximum results? Well, we've been sharing our tips, which we will also post on our website at girlfriendit.com. But we are now on tip number three, which I have to say, this is the one that um, I have the hardest time with because I don't really have problems with saying no and figuring out, well, yeah, I kind of do. So forget that. I have a problem with that one too. (laughs) Do you have issues? I have issues. I share your issues. This (laughs) one is to schedule and prioritize. Um, And, and, 
I can sit there and I can hear, okay, this is how you need to, you know, deal with time management. This is how you need to run free. And then I'm, I'm all on fire for it because you know me, I love results. I am very task oriented. I like, you want to your know. measurable results at the end of the day. Yes. Yes. So I sit there and go, yes. But then when it really comes down to blocking off that time and scheduling and writing it down, um, you forget and you definitely need to be reminded on how to, um, be more efficient and, and to, to really, uh, just for, for an example, one of the questions that we have noticed that our husbands are really good is, is that they actually block off times for phone calls and emails. Like that's just such a novelty. They have office hours. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, we, it's just, I struggle with that because, I will walk by even when it's not our office hours and you're continually, especially now that you're tethered to your phone, you're just continuously Mm -hmm. checking your emails and you're responding to them. And that's, it's not always the appropriate time. I know for my kids in the car, they will literally say, mom, please don't get on the phone. But in in my mind, I think, okay, that's kind of my, my scheduled time is when you're driving, I can do my phone calls. And, but for the most part, you and I, we take phone calls as they come in. We take emails as they come in. It's not a scheduled time. And I think a lot of women struggle with this because we are multitaskers, but research shows that if you don't schedule and block out that time, you're actually wasting time because you Mm -hmm. can't stay focused. Mm -hmm. And this is an issue because we even had just a conversation last night when we had a bunch of leaders uh, sitting around a table talking about this whole thing of running free, running the race. What are you carrying? Identifying it. And we discovered it doesn't matter who you are, what you're doing, if you're running a large nonprofit, if you're running, you know, whatever you're, you're leading or in charge of, you're still are faced with how do I manage my time more effectively? You know, and, and you hate to admit you don't know how to, but things scream at you. Things change constantly. Mm-hmm. It's like, how do I prioritize? How do I get, because you have things that scream at you that really aren't that important. And then you have things that are really highly important that are not screaming at you. Mm-hmm. How do you decide? How do you make sure? How do you get everything in in the day? And because a lot of, like we've talked earlier, it goes back to the other tips, like saying no. Yes. If you're not saying no to the right things, you're not, you're not being able to schedule and prioritize. Some things are squeaking into your schedule that are preventing you from doing really what you need to be doing. Because sometimes that saying no is not taking that phone call that's coming in. Mm-hmm. And that might be a person that it's okay. I, I can block out a time when I can get these phone calls out of the way rather than getting into a phone call when I need to be accomplishing this, this task. Well, they say that the average person wastes approximately four hours per week just shuffling papers alone. And I know I might not necessarily be shuffling the papers, but I do waste time trying to find things in my computer. And I know that there's there's people out there that can help me organize all that. But it's like I'll have it organized. Which but, folder should I, you know, yes. like we get so proud of ourselves. It? Like I created a folder, yeah. but then you go, okay, now what folder did that go in? How was I thinking that day? It's kind of like the yellow pages. Yeah. You know, how do how were they thinking when they when they put this you you know, somewhere. Yeah. So well, it's, it's all about that. Well, one of the tips on that is to touch it once. And I know many of us have heard that before, but you, when an item comes in, let's just say the mail, the mail comes in, you need to have a place for it. Everything has a home. So have a place for the mail. And as soon as you, you look at that mail, you either throw it away. If it's junk mail, you just toss it away and then you go through it. If you can, right then when you either you, you, same thing with emails, because emails will come in. And I know you and I have talked about this before, where 
will think I, when I have more time, I'll answer it back. And then it just gets, it gets buried. buried. Yes. And you, and you neglect it. Okay. This issue is so like kind of present, you know, top of on my mind right now. Cause my husband and I are actually going through and we're not hoarders or anything, but it's like, sometimes you just go, you know what? We really have stuff we don't need that you just collect over time. And you think someday I'll use it. And you know, is and, and we're kind of looking at going, would this benefit somebody else better? Do we really need this? Or can somebody else benefit and be blessed by this? If we just get rid of this, are we just holding on to something for the sake of holding on to it? And when you said touch it, one of the things that, that it, you know, they say when you do that is touch something and then let it go. If you can let it go, but you almost need to touch it to go. Do I need to let this go or not? And another thing on organizing that we're learning, and it's a simple principle, but it really has been helpful is when you're organizing and putting things together. Cause part of my issue has been, um, I don't know where to put this. I don't know how to file this. I don't know how to organize it. I don't know what drawer. I don't to put know this what in. home it. No, I don't know what home right. it looks like, but it, it's, it's grouping like with like. Mm-hmm. So putting like things with like things so that you can go back to find it, whether that's electronically, whether that's physically, is putting things that go together. Mm-hmm. And that makes sense so that when you're thinking, going, I need to look for this, going, well, this kind of goes along with this area and they're all together. And it, yes. it's amazing how much time you save. Yes. When you really are organized and have things and just keeping life simple. And part of it is, is making that list, taking the time to priorities, make a list. What is most important? What do I need to get done? Right away. Yeah. Well, um, in that making a, a list, you also, we, you can list people. And I know that sounds, that sounds funny, but you organize what you're wasting your time on. And that, that sounds so horrible to think of it really it does. As, like wasting your time on people, but we do need to prioritize who we're even our relationship spending, inventory. Yes, with our relationships. Because, um, once again, in, in running the, the race, when when you're running and you're trying to get across that finish line, you want to put yourself with the elite. You want to be able to run the race as fast as you possibly can. So if you're spending time with the ones that are injured, the ones that are calling you up going, you know, I, I, I had to do it the other day with a friend that I, we were supposed to climb Camelback Mountain. And I had to be the one calling and going, I, I can't do it. My knee's really hurting. And I felt horrible because you know, it's, it's one of those things you want to be running with people that aren't going to have those injuries. And that doesn't mean that you can't have people in your life that maybe you're going through some issues because, you know, you hang out with me and I have my issues, but, (laughs) um, you, you, it means having that balance once again, that if you've surrounded yourself with the injured and the unhealthy and the wounded, it's really going to be hard to take the mountain when all you're doing is either being counts, you know, having people counsel and they're not able to. Well, and I want to, I want to applaud you. Um, because you, well, because you bring up another, another point because it's even recognizing your own limitations and that I might be, I might be keeping others at holding others back. And like you said, I recognize I had a knee issue that I probably wouldn't be a good walking companion, hiker up the mountain. And so sometimes we're not even aware of our own limitations going, you know what? I think if I participate in this, I'm going to hold this group back. And that's, that's letting go of some pride issues because admitting Mm -hmm. that, you know what, I might not be in that place right now to be a part of this. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that's such a healthy place to be because we don't do that. We, we think, Oh, I can do it anyway. And I'm not, you know, I, it doesn't matter what I expect because I want to do this. It's going, uh, I might, you know, the big picture here, well, when, when you're in a, in a race, you have, um, you start out with swimming and you have kayakers that are going around to make sure those that are going under, obviously those kayakers are, are there 
to, to help you in the boat. And there are times when you might be the kayaker and you're helping those around you, but there also might be times when, um, uh, that, that you need to hurry up and finish the race that you do need to, to take the mountain. And that, that's another thing is just taking that, that inventory. And, um, we, we've had a friend just recently that, we were sharing about, you know, there's the, your balcony friends and your basement friends, and you really have to make sure that you um, have that balance. And she said, you know, I realize I'm surrounding myself with those basement friends, those ones that are just bringing you down, the injured, the ones that are like literally drowning, and you're you're the kayaker, and you're continuously um, have, having to, you know, put them in the boat. Well, it's really hard to have a good end result and finish the race when you're living your life just throwing the injured into your, into your boat. I know. And like you said, this sounds kind of harsh, like taking a, a relationship inventory, but it is kind of going, it, it goes back to that whole illustration of like a teeter totter. You need to have people that are, that are influencing you and, and encouraging you and bringing you up as you are bringing up people along with you. So who are you pouring into? It's pouring into you um, to let you know what's going on. And, and so I, I love that. Okay. And another part, another tip of our tips um, is to be able to effectively prioritize, you're usually able to deal with changing priorities mm. and realizing you're, you're, and it's, and it's a lot of it is taking time to be still. Mm-hmm. If you can even carve out 10 to 15 minutes a day to go, okay, how was my day? Mm-hmm. Or if you're doing it in the beginning of the day, what do I want my day to look like today? And have some, have some things shifted, have some things changed. How do I need to change with that? How do I need to adapt to that? Well, and it goes back to always seek him first. If we really are, you know, our verse for today is Matthew six thirty three, And if you're seeking him first, then you, you are looking to him for the wisdom of how you're going to balance your day. Exactly. So, um, I, I love having these tips cause it makes you aware. Cause that's one of the things, like I said, as you, as we kind of winding down 2012, I really want to end strong and you really want to run into 2013, just free of some things that I've been carrying and, and, and sitting down, actually, I made a list. I sat down and, uh, just recently made a list of what are the things I, I am carrying? What are things are weighing me down that I'm not even aware of that if I would take time to identify? And that's really a helpful exercise. It's painful. Yes. <laughs> but it's so good to get the visual. I know we yeah. had an event last night, our big 12-12-12 event with leaders from all over um, the state. And it was really cool because we actually all did that exercise. And it is it is painful, especially if you're having to talk about them. <laughs> to share, here's what I'm carrying. But you know what? It's so therapeutic to know and identify because then you literally are able to make a decision to go, I'm going to let that go. Mm-hmm. I have to consciously choose to let that go because I don't want to carry that into a new year and into a, this direction we're going. Okay, well, our question today was, what have you been carrying in 2012 that will prevent you from running three in 2013? And we hope that you have been thinking about your answer to that question as we've been doing a lot of talking. But when we return from our break, we'll be concluding our time with sharing tip number four. This is Girlfriend on Togginap. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on GirlfriendIt.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend It. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriend It Radio right after these. 
Mark Lipinski is coming to Toginet. It's Creative Mojo with Mark Lipinski. A live two-hour show Wednesday afternoon starting at 3, 2 central on Toginet.com. Creative Mojo. It's fun, entertaining, informative, inspirational, and illuminating. Lipinski has worked on such shows as Oprah, The View, The Joan Rivers Show, and Ricky Lake. He's busy, but he's got the drive to share with Creative Mojo, dedicated to the modern crafter and crafting lifestyle. Dive into the info and enjoy everything from celebs to entertainment news to recipes, quilting and needlework, knitting, painting, woodworking, Christmas crafts, and so much more. This show boldly encourages you to discover and harness your own creative spirit by living creatively every day. For more on Mark and the show, check out marklepinski.com. Don't miss the fun. It's Creative Mojo with Mark Lipinski. Wednesday afternoon starting at 3, 2 central on toginet.com. Second chances. We all deserve them. And we are all worthy of them. Second chances. With your host, Midge Noble. Thursdays at 8 p.m. Central on Toginet is like coming home to warm, fresh-baked cookies, a hug from Grandma, or an enthusiastic greeting from your dog. Second chances, hosted by Midge Noble, a licensed professional counselor, is affirming, warm, genuine, validating, and thought-provoking. Second chances is a place to be heard. A place to laugh, a place to cry, and a place to be seen. For more on Midge and Second Chances, check out MidgeNobleSecondChances.com. Then be a part of a show that will change how you think, how you feel, and what you do. Give yourself the gift of Second Chances and see where it will take you. So take a deep breath, open your heart, open your mind, and join host Midge Noble for Second Chances. Thursdays at 8 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio. A chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. So today we have been talking about what we need to do to run free into 2013. And it's about having a plan and actually taking the time to develop and, and live it. And we always need to be reminded, you know, there's there's nothing new under the sun, but you really have to just keep being reminded that the, here's, here's a few ways that I can really run free. And we've been sharing tips on what the plan can look like. But as a recap, here are the first three tips and get ready for the fourth and final tip. But tip number one is focus on the big picture. Tip number two is just say no. Tip number three, schedule and prioritize. And now for our final tip, organize everything, like truly organize everything. And just like we, we went into from the last segment, as you were saying, that book that you and Cal are reading, um, that only touch touch it once, basically touch it, see what you need to do. And, and the less that you have to touch, the, the, the more you're going to be it organized. It is so free. It, it really is. is free. And we're talking about running free. It is really free when you simplify your life, even your physical environment. And because it, it affects you emotionally. You, you know, so many times it's like you have something sitting, um, like in a corner or whatever. And every time you pass by it, you're very aware of it. Yes. And it emotionally drains you. And you don't even realize it because it's taking emotional energy because you glance over it, you see it, and you have this thought to yourself going, I need to do something with that. I need to take it here, whatever. And then you keep going past it. Can I share a story of... Please. 
supposed to because no, I know I'm not the only one that leaves something. On you. Oh no, no, you don't. You're not allowed. <laughs> what was at the end of your bed the other day that you came in? <laughs> oh, you know what? I, I everybody relates to that. We all have this pile, and some people have more piles than others. But it was just funny because you go, "Come here, I want to show you something in my bedroom." And I was thinking, "Oh, you've done something new with your bedroom," <laughs> but instead you were like purging your your guilt or something because you got, I had confession you go, time. Look at this pile and it wasn't even it wasn't that big of a pile I must say um I I have definitely have mine and it was just funny because it was something you were putting together for your son a really neat thoughtful gift that you had to do a couple things to in order to make that happen but it had been there that pile had been there since April (laughs) (laughs) and and we laughed and we laughed because you're right I'm sure subconsciously every time you walk by it you're going I need to finish that little craft there for my son. Well, and you but know you what? And I it. had even put a little decor item on top of it to make it look a little nicer. And the sad thing is, is you I realized I decorated my pile. <laughs> and what I realized that I have gotten, to, I had gotten to the point where I didn't even notice it anymore because yep. it'd been there so long. And finally, because I'm in, I mean, my husband Cal and I are in this mode. Okay, we're going to unstuff and declutter yeah. our life. And it's not like we're we're not hoarders. You don't walk in our house; it's not a mess. But we just know there are things that we can purge paperwork there are just things that you collect in the garage or there's things you collect in like clothes and I have found that I need permission to get rid of some things because I have that sentimental side and everything's a possibility so I'll either ask you I'll ask my daughter well, to go that, do I need this that pile you had a, um, a frame <laughs> a really cool it was really cool that frame but it, the glass had broken on it and you had fixed it and you were now you were waiting to like I don't know fix the glass or something and I looked at you and said throw it away Yes. I mean, you can go buy a picture frame for five bucks. Just throw, <laughs> throw it away. And, and I love that because I need it because I can feel guilty. And so I like, I need to hold on to this and, and it has a possibility. And you're like, you know, it's been there for six months and you haven't fixed it. Get rid of it. And I would, I got to tell you, that was very freeing. And I haven't missed it. I haven't even thought about it again. Yes. And we really do want to challenge you to get a girlfriend to come over and, help you with the, the clutter thing. I know, um, I, I have done that in the past and there were things that it, it was hurtful to watch being thrown in the trash because it's this memory and it's this emotion, but take a picture of it, take a picture of it, just get rid of the, the clutter that will help you with balance. And like you said, likes go with likes, otherwise delete, delete, delete. Well, it's funny because the likes goes with likes. Yeah. Well, my like, like pile is in a niche in my kitchen and everything. I don't know where it needs to go. I put it in my like-like pile. <laughs> and so that pile is getting bigger because I keep thinking I'm going to go over and organize that particular clutter pile because that's the like-like. They, none of them have a home. Yes. So Well, and one of the things what we're doing is you have a pile where I'm going to give this away. I'm going to do a garage sale. If, you, you know, if you're inclined to do a garage sale, I'm going to give this away and let it bless somebody else. Or I just need to throw it away. And so that you have, if you kind of look at things, these options, and then, like I said, if you touch it first and kind of, kind of, then you can release it easier to go, I really don't, like that picture frame. I picked it up, I touched it, and I'm like, you're right. I don't need this. It's, it, the glass is broken. I am not going to go down and get glass resized for this picture frame. I'm just going to buy a new one. Get rid of it. Absolutely. Well, I know for me, my my big organization r- right now is I have I I have notebooks, like tons of notebooks that are that are full of ideas. And what I have found is when I see an idea in a magazine or I see something um, on the internet that I love, that will, you know, we're all about being creative and all about ideas on how to do an event, how to I I, I put it in a notebook. Well, now I have tons of notebooks. 
And instead of looking through the notebook, I have, I have a tendency just to Google it on the internet. So obviously I need to go through those notebooks and just, I, if I just threw them away, I'd probably fine and I could I, be fine and I could survive. But what I'm going to do hopefully during the Christmas break is to take pictures of the things that I just really, 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 well, now that there's Pinterest, you don't even have to take pictures of the things in your notebook. So as I'm, I'm processing this out loud, I'm going to like have you guys hold me accountable to just, did you throw your notebooks away? I think there's probably 30 notebooks in, in shelves. Oh, no, in, in I, I probably have that many too because it, we categorized them. Yes. Because it goes back to organizing. It's really hard to know how to organize things. Yes. And then to remember how you did organize that. And that's where that whole thing, like with like, is really helpful. Yeah. If I just, if I group things together, like goes with like, then I will remember easier where I put it. And getting like, uh, like you know, physically in your environment, getting storage bins and labeling them and putting like with like in them and knowing where to find them. So you're not running around. Like an example, like at our, at our house, we have extra light bulbs and things. So we had, we had light bulbs in this one drawer. We have them in a cabinet. We also had them out in the garage. So we went. So when you're going to look for a specific light bulb, you have to look in three different places yeah. to find it because it can, there's three different options. So what we did was we got a, we got two containers now that all the light bulbs are in for any light bulb in the house, and it's out in the garage. Novel idea. Well, I, you know what? It sounds so. It's, I, I I hate to confess that because people are going, well, duh. <laughs> but you know what? Sometimes you just because you're so busy with life, yes. you bring some in. You're like, I'm just gonna stick them in this drawer for yeah. now, and I'll get it's to it later. Dumpster. Like my and pile. you don't get to it later. My like like pile, and that's the thing. Choose. The easiest place to start. You don't always have to start at the beginning, even though that's that's a very good place to start. I think there's a song about the sound of music. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, when you sing, you begin with do re mi. But for this, we're going to give you permission to start even with your a drawer. And one of the one of the tips my sister always does, and she's so highly organized, is she moves from left to right. So she starts her beginning. If she goes into a room, she just goes from the left, and she moves all the way to the right, and she goes from the top all the way to the bottom, which is funny because I'll go into dust, and I'll start dusting, you know, like mm-hmm. at, at a middle level, and she will come in and start like the, you know, from the shutters, the top of the shutters all the way down, or the top of the lamp all the way down, and you're like, Okay, duh. That I mean, it's like putting all the all the light bulbs yes. in one container. It's like, <laughs> of course, go left to right and top to bottom. But it might even be in writing down and prioritize when you're when you're seeing the big picture, is to go. I'm just going to do one drawer a day. Maybe it's in your kitchen. I'm going to do one cabinet because a day. that's doable and it's not so overwhelming. Because if you look at everything, go. I have to declutter my house, you go, I am so overwhelmed. I I can't even begin. Yes. And so if for your work on your to-do list, go through and write everything that you need to do to get to your big picture, everything that you're going to run free in 2013 and go, this is what it's going to take to take the mountain. If I'm looking at the big picture, this is all the things on my to-do list. And it doesn't mean though, that you have to start with number one, what you what you do then is be a real, be realistic about what you can do and mm-hmm. go through and prioritize like whatever it is, star the things. And it might be, I know for me, I like to start with the things I absolutely love to do, but then and that keeps you highly motivated. It though. does. It keeps me highly mo- motivated. But the problem is then those things I don't want to do, I procrastinate. And it might be as simple as making a phone call and I, it, it, it'll be put off and put off and put off. So make sure you're doing the things that you love to do, but add a few of those things that, 
you don't want to do. And the, anything that's really detailed mm -hmm. oriented, mm -hmm. you and I shy away from. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we just have to buck Dive up and, and, do it. and make sure that, that you do it. Well, and a word that my husband always loves, he's always telling me, just nibble at it. So it's just like, if I have 15 minutes, what in 15 minutes, instead of waiting till I have two hours, yes. which is probably not going to happen. Yes. So I have 15 minutes. What can I go? I can go clean out part of the drawer or, or clean out a little container of a drawer, or I can clean out a little area in 15 minutes, or yes. I can move something yes. to, and take it to the trash that needs to go there that's been waiting. So it's like, just nibble at it. And, well, and before you realize it, it'll all add up and you're like, wow, I'm making progress. Yeah. And it's funny because when you do that, you actually have more time when you just mm -hmm. conquer it. And I know for me, I don't, I don't know if it's just because I love measurable results, but I like to reward myself. So after I meet those small deadlines that I, I like promise myself a, a small treat <laughs> and that might be the treat I love that. that I can do the things that I love to do. It's like, okay, if I make this phone call and this phone call, or I just get this email out or I write this, you know, blog or I do this, then I can go over here and I can, I can do this. So I give my, I celebrate those things that I, I don't like to do because then I have that to look forward to. And mm -hmm. I, I think that might be from growing up because my dad, it was always, you work before you play. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, if I work, 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 then I get to play, play, play. Then I work, work, play, work, play. And that's a good thing to do to keep my, I, I get this reward if I, if I do this and it keeps you, you got to keep staying highly motivated. Yes. It's like anything with having an exercise plan where that you got to do something that you enjoy or you will quit and you will, you will fail at it. Okay. So really we have like, I think two and a half weeks at the end of the year to finish 2012 strong. So we can kind of go on a crash course here and go, what do you need? What do you need to, to delete in your life? What are you carrying? I started identifying that. What is running free in 2013 look like for you? What, what do you want for the big picture 2013 to kind of look, look like at this time next year, when you're sitting, um, and evaluating the year, what, what are you going to be saying? What do you want to say about the year? And some things you can't even predict or anticipate, but some things you can kind of have a general idea. So as we conclude our time, we really want as women to be remarkable women for 2013. So of these tips that we've shared today, which of these four areas do you need to do to be more intentional with running in 2013? And which tip do you think you will have the most impact on your life and your productivity? And it goes back to like we said earlier, identifying and just going through. We're going to have these tips on our website. Thanks for joining us this day. Have a great holiday season. We'll see you soon. Thank you for being a part of this special program, Girlfriend It, the show dedicated to the most important woman you know, yourself. 